Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined, of course, by Danny Kelly, our deep dive into the Premier League weekend. All games covered. Yeah. We talked about bees, didn't we, Andy? We did bee football. It was good. Yeah. Bees playing you football. Joined in. We had a We had a boffin on. Uh, we had a bit of a chat, didn't we? And uh, what else? Oh, who else did we speak to? We did something else, didn't we? Sure, we did. It'll come back to me in a moment. <laughs> oh, we have some clips of the month for you as well, right, yeah. and uh, I reckon that'll do you. Um, okay, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon. Did you have a good weekend? No, I had a very poor weekend. Oh, actually. did you really? Yeah, Chelsea were thrashed. Yeah, that's. I did spot that. I witnessed a terrible game at Brentford. Only enlivened by the three blokes next to me telling me every time Brighton had scored. Oh, no. Loving it. Right. Uh, <laughs> then I was doing exercise on my bike and uh, my phone fell out of my pocket and smashed. Oh, yeah. You've got an interesting tremendous... line on it now. Yeah, it's, like it's a... great when you watch high football highlights. It's like a t- split screen. Yes. Really weird. I thought you had an odd setting on it. And yeah. Then, and then I knocked the wing mirror off Sue's new car. Brilliant. Oh, OK. <laughs> Tremendous. Really so, went well. I'd like to say these things happen in threes, but you've already <laughs> yeah. had four. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so uh, that won't be cheap either, Andy. Old mm, wing mirror. Have you got it priced up yet? No, it's one of those tomorrow. jobs that you go into the garage. It's going to be a it? couple of hundred quid, isn't I it? I think it might be. Yeah, is it, it, will ele- be. Is it an electric yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it'll be more than that. So irritating. What with the fitting, Gov? You know, we've got to get the part. In. It oh, may no. take a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, of course. Three hundred and fifty. If it's going to be too much, I'll just gaffer tape it on. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good look on a new oh, yeah, car, like isn't it? Bit of electrical tape. Yes, it wasn't. It wasn't a great weekend for Chelsea, but there you go. I mean, well done to Brighton. They played really well. Yeah. Well up for it, and uh, well, you understand you know, it, really, yeah, of course, you know. And uh, I don't, I don't blame Grand Potter. I feel for him really. They Chelsea got so many injuries and so many injuries in the same. You know, got three out of your back five are missing. It's mm. quite difficult. But I was thinking, you've got to blame. You've got to look at the previous <clears throat> regime. You know, I was adding up how many centre halves actively playing Chelsea could have played rather than a five foot seven left back. Yeah, that's Tamore, Ake, Zuma, Gay, uh, Rudiger, and Christensen. All could have been retained, you know, should have been retained. And, and Rudiger same, wanted out, though, didn't he? He wanted well, to go. It, it was a bit unfortunate. They tried to do a deal with him, but by the time they were about to do a deal with him, then the whole sanctions thing kicked in and then they lost him. So that was the way it was. And, uh, you know, mm. and it is difficult. It's difficult to... It must have been hard sitting at the Brentford game, a game in which you've absolutely got no skin in the game. Yeah, um, it wasn't with, fun. with your team's... Getting beat. It wouldn't have mattered if Brentford were playing. It was a good game. Wolves, honestly, there'll be no loss to the the division if they go down. 
every game, if they're on telly, it's a terrible game. If you're at the, I've seen Brentford play Wolves twice now in the last year, and it's both games were absolutely awful. You know, really <laughs> terrible. And so you know, <clears> it's, it, 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 they just don't. They, it's a, they're a funny team. I mean, they keep the ball well. They've got some yeah. good players, but they just. There's just no end product with them, really. So um, we're going to have a good chat with Danny Kelly. We're going to cover mm. all 10 games. And we'll just touched on uh, one there, but we'll cover all 10 games with uh, Danny when he joins us shortly. The main talking points. Whose turn is it in the barrel? Somebody has to occupy the barrel mm. every week. Who or what will it be? We'll, we'll find out shortly. A few things to get you involved in. Andy, uh, Charlie and I talked about the, uh, the great sport of hedge laying recently, oh, yeah. I think, in a West Country corner. And... Uh, Apparently, someone's won the championship. You can yes, it's it. the UK hedge laying champion, John Savings. S A V I N G S. Yes, Savings. Yeah. That's how you spell his name. Yeah. Uh, I'm enjoying his uh, version of the old Eamon Andrews sh- hit show. This is your life savings. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's basically <laughs> he's the person every week they interview. Oh, not again, Eamon. Not again, Michael. To bring it up uh, up to date. I say up to date. He's probably about 25 years old. <laughs> really up to date. This is your life savings. Every week we take another look at Michael Savings. John Savings. John Savings. Sorry. You know. So I mean, it might um, be a Michael Savings. Maybe. You fancy a bit of telly now he's won the edge laying. If you've got any TV formats for John Savings, the world champion, um, do let us know. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH and J. Um, just looking at Twitter earlier on, which apparently is going to cost us £20 each to do very soon, but <laughs> really? more on that later. Good old Elon. Is he going um, to charge a fee for it? Well, I don't know. There's some, there's been That'll some, be the end of it. No one been, will pay to watch that. There's been some talk of that. Rubbish. There's been Honestly. some talk of that today. 20 quid a pop. But anyway, um, where was I? Uh, yes, um, it seems our old friend mm. Mark Burcham, former QPR Millwall midfielder, Canadian international, now at Como as a coach, uh, used to have a goldfish called John Byrne. Really? Uh, not John, not Bernie, not Byrne. John, John Byrne. Byrne. So you have to come down every day. Well, old John Byrne, give you a little bit of food. John Byrne, or you got a little bit of fin rot <laughs> they there. Don't, no, think... they don't answer their names, goldfish. They're no, not, they they're not like dogs. <laughs> no, but still, I mean, you have to you have to give the full name to the pet every time. It's not, you, and you can't shorten mm. it. It's the full name. It may be one of your sporting heroes. So as we said at the top of the show, we are quite interested in um, pets, sporting pets with full sur- with full mm. names, surnames included, maybe even a middle name. I don't know, but do let us know this afternoon. Jan Venegor of Hessling. Has anybody got name. a goldfish <laughs> called Jan Venegor of Hessling? It does seem <laughs> excellent. I mean, you're not allowed to shorten it if you are. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Danny Kelly. Good afternoon, Danny. Our uh, traps, how's it all going? Not too bad, oh, thank great. you. Not too bad. Oh, yeah, and he's in a great mood, as you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, sitting at Brentford. Oh, so now they've scored again. No, you can't have scored. They've scored a third. Yeah, this is in the first half. So he's well, a... I, I'm, I'm both good and bad, Paul. Good that I'm saving $20 a month by never bothering to get a blue tick on uh, on Twitter. <laughs> but really sad that I missed the meeting, which suggests I had to wear a check shirt for this show. Like yeah, absolutely. I know. I, I'm not really that. aware of check shirts, but I chose one today and then sure enough, Andy wore we one as well. We wear the same Well, I've got, I've got, and I've got tons of them. I would have loved to have made up a kind of, kind of superannuated country band <laughs> yeah. uh, that we could have been, yeah. We, we often wear the same colours as well. We're a bit like Alec and Eric Benson. It's a bit, yeah, except we're not could twins. It be, could it be you work together every day for the last 200 years? It could be. That? It could, <laughs> could be, have yeah. a bearing on it. Anyway, whose yeah. turn is it in the barrel? Let's uh, let's uh, cue pug mm. wash. Mm. 
Yes, every week in this lot, some something or somebody occupies the barrel. Everybody takes their turn in the barrel, of course, during the course of a season. But who could it be this week? It could be Nottingham Forest, but that's shooting fish in that particular barrel. So yep. probably a bit I'm, too easy. I'm going for a surprise one. Yes? I'm going for Brighton's terribly ungrateful fans. OK. I, I thought they were appalling. Such a lack of class. I don't get it. This I is for get... booing Graham Potter, yeah. is it? When he joined, when Potter joined Brighton, mm. they were third from bottom. When he left them, they had a brilliant team. He'd made them millions in players he'd developed and been sold like Basuma and Cucurella. They got 20 million for his signature alone and the rest of the staff, whatever they got for that. And, they, and they're winning 3-0. So what on earth are they booing for? They should be like grateful and think, well... We wouldn't, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't have... Not really the psyche of the football fan, no, the scattered was, rose paddles. pretty in classless, <laughs> pretty poor. You know, you'd think they'd be grateful to Potter for what he did. Not, all right, he left. I can't imagine there's one Brighton player that wouldn't uh, go to Chelsea if they came in, like Trossard. Would you take tr- three times your money? Oh, yeah, I will, actually. Or any of the fans. You know, so I thought yeah. it was a bit ungrateful. You're not going to start taking Brighton's fans as well. And it sounds like Chelsea are going to start offering Brighton's fans more money to go to go four times as much they as... They probably go. Yeah. It, 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 but Andy, I, I hear what you're saying. And of course, Brighton fans get far too much praise for being good blokes and good ladies and all the rest of it. Um, they, they, they deserve occasional clog in the barrel. But really, it was it was a free swing for, for Graham Potter, wasn't it? Either he wins the game with his all-conquering, expensively assembled Chelsea team, or he loses and goes... Actually, that's my team as well. So he was on an absolute winner at the weekend, wasn't he? Should we go for it? It's quite contentious, Andy's one. There is, there is a more obvious culprit, of course. It's Diego Costa, Danny. I mean, you know, the, the two headbutts well, for the prize. Well, he was playing well. I was surprised. It was like more like was, the old Costa, and then he goes and does that. It was, it was a weekend. It was a weekend, wasn't it, guys? Of, of headers, unusual mm. goals these days. In the headers and headbutts. Um, I mean, <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I, we could wait till we get round to him. I is this Danny Kelly's battle. new DVD? Fifty um, headers and headbutts. Is this for the, <laughs> yeah. this for the Christmas market? Oh, and how well will that do? Very well indeed. It would be very good. Uh, I mean, I, I, we, we can talk. I, I'd put him in the barrel because I want to. I've got a bit to say about Diego Costa yeah. and his. Uh, hang on, local uh, by laws suggest I have to call them antics. Yeah, uh, his antics. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's put him in the barrel. Yeah, he'll probably yeah. headbutt his way out of it. But for now, no, Diego, you punch his way out. No problem. Get yourself in the barrel. Just have your knee jerk top four. And who's the top four going to well, be based on the weekend's football? I happen to think that Arsenal. You have to say they're playing better than City at the moment. So going on a knee You've got to win it. Oh, that's it. Arsenal going to win the league. You're doing this to hopefully curse them, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. City will be second. Yeah. I think Manchester United will be third. I yeah. think they've got a good manager and a good squad and they're coming good now. Mm-hmm. I think fourth place will be between Newcastle and Spurs. OK. I can't well, there split we are. them at this stage. That's the knee jerk. Arsenal winning the Chelsea title. Chelsea and Liverpool to miss out. OK. Wow. What about that, Danny? Your thoughts briefly on that? Um, I love the way, and of course, Andy's revolving. Can you have a revolving carousel? Because that's what it is, isn't <laughs> I think it? You can. It's both round like and round and up and down. Yeah, oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah mm. absolutely. In fact, I've just checked again. That is the way carousels actually work, <laughs> isn't it? Um, uh, look, it will change again. Be honest, Andy. If Spurs had been had, had stayed two behind at Bournemouth, you wouldn't be saying they're going to finish in the top four. It's it's just the way. It's great for the league. Everything yeah. is so up in the air at the moment. Plus with the added wonder ingredient of completely unnecessary Winter World Cup. Well, that's true. Absolutely. Anyway, let's move on. Let's look at the that first game. That will affect everything. Yeah. There's no question about yeah. it. Yeah. Arsenal 5, Nottingham Forest, nil. That kicks yes. us off this afternoon. As Andy said, look, a very good performance. You didn't really expect them to slip up, but after the way Forest played last week against Liverpool, you thought 
they would make it difficult for Arsenal. Uh, well, they didn't, and Arsenal just swept them aside. Um, and the interesting thing is, we talked a lot about not having the depth of the squad, but on comes on Reese Nelson and, and mm. gets a couple of goals, uh, yeah, maybe yeah. proving there is a bit more depth than everybody thought. It could be it could be a matter of uh, more depth, or is it just another example? And football fans will know. Obviously, when things are going wrong for you, everything goes wrong. And when things are going right, conversely, everything goes right. So you bring on Reese Nelson, who even knew he was still at Arsenal, you might say. Yeah. And boom, there he is. And, and you know, he, start, he, he starts playing like Dries Mertens or someone it was in that <laughs> position. Um, really, yeah, it, it's just that everything is going well for them at the moment. And you're, you're not wrong, Andy. And I have to be careful that my own, um, I don't drown in the vinegar in my own mouth here. When I say <laughs> Arsenal are really, really good. There's no yeah. point in men hiding away from it, Paul. Oh, no, I mean, it, you <laughs> no, know, they, they they're coming they to Stamford Bridge next week. I can't see anything but a big win for Arsenal. It's, oh, hard, it's hard to imagine, isn't it? I mean, you know, just the way Chelsea are playing with their injuries and their back four and the whole thing. It's perfectly set up. I mean, I hope I'm yeah. wrong. But, well, know. the problem is the back five, not the back four, isn't it? Well, you know, it's, 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 we'll come on to them, but, you know, 38-year-old yeah, yeah. having to play twice a week and, you know, left five foot seven left back. At, you know, it's not ideal, is yeah. it, really? I mean, th- th- it's the sort of performance from a Forest point of view that, that says, you know, when we look back on, uh, you know, it's much better to go to Watford next season. Mm-hmm. That's if Watford don't come up and maybe win and compete rather than getting beaten 5-0 at Arsenal. It had a, had a feel of a team... That are going yeah, down, I mean, Danny, didn't it? And really? for the first time, Steve Cooper, after the game, was, I mean, <clears> he had to take out the <throat> biggest of sticks, didn't he? He had to take out his largest possible stick and say they didn't try and they didn't run. And that's often the last gasp, even for a newly contracted manager. Um, when you have to t- remind the players of their responsibility to try hard, mm. um, they, they were terrible. I think about Dean Henderson. Um, he enjoyed the early part of the season when he saved that penalty from Harry Kane and raised his cap. Hmm. I mean, incidentally, that's showboating. The fun police should have gone about that as well. <laughs> um, but now he's preparing what he hopes will be a place in the World Cup squad by picking the ball out of the net over and no over chance. and over mm. again. You're call- rotten, can't see him going to the World Cup. You're calling for a ban on doffing. Is this right, Danny? Uh, is it, on the contrary. A, a doffing ban. On the ban. contrary, doff away, sir. I would, also, I would almost, a bit like Andy's attire there, I would make caps compulsory for goalkeepers. Wow. Um, as a, just another way of identifying them. You know. <laughs> about for all outfield players as well. That's a good idea. Yeah, it could be a great leveller. <laughs> OK, then, Arsenal 5, Forest nil. That's uh, we, one. We move on. When you hear this music, it's the music that clears the stage in the Oscars when someone's gone on for too long. Producer moves us along every week. And we move on to Manchester United. One, West Ham... Nil, a scoreline that maybe doesn't tell the full story because West Ham did come on strong, certainly towards the end and had some good chances. But the man who will miss out on the World Cup, David De Gea, was equal to them, Danny. Yeah, I mean, West Ham, that's one of the mysteries of life, isn't it? That they can be so poor away from home and their record is really bad. Um, and yet for the last 20 minutes there, they looked they were overrunning Manchester United. Um, I, I've written down a word that I, ha- I don't write very often about football anymore. I used to write it a lot. The word boof. <laughs> um, Marcus Rashford, that header was pure boof, wasn't it? it? Was, um, yeah. And what a pleasure! What a pl- I mean, I know there's all the controversy about the effect of long-term heading uh, football. That the footballs are very different the way they were. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a medical man, so I shouldn't get involved with that. But to see somebody rise and pick your own fish of choice here um, to belt one in like that with their head is just one of the great pleasures of football, isn't it? On the opposite side of that, Fabianski, I'm surprised he didn't come off. Alan Shearer is so right on match of the day. They've got to oh. have temporary substitutes. You could see Fabianski when he headed mm. the, the mm. effect on it and it hit the top of his head and 
immediately afterwards he looked bad and he, and he and lasted till half time it could have been so dangerous Andy, the, ga- the game is complicated enough at the moment with the substitutions but there, there is an absolutely cast iron case <clears throat> now for temporary <clears throat> subs for head testing you know somebody alright the players always want to stay on the medical people can't be sure get them off have the test for 10 minutes let them be replaced and if you if they want to come back on again that's fine but you cannot have this thing of leaving play- players clearly to the untrained eye at least dazed Carrying on playing a, a contact sport, it's not right. No, I don't it's, think it's right. Absolutely, there was right. a, a good moment in the game. Though there was a bit. Of, we used to have a thing on the show called <clears> the <throat> Not Burt Troutman Award. Yes, the Not Burt Troutman and Award. Someone who hasn't shown maybe the bravery that Manchester City's goalkeeper <laughs> with a broken neck did in the cup <laughs> final. Yes, side so Ben Rama didn't fancy that fifty-fifty with David De Gea, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he could have nipped in. He would have got clattered, but he probably might have won. He might have got a goal. Or he might have got the free kick. It was just he thought, nah, don't fancy. And that. such was the rust on Harry Maguire at the start of the game. I think Ten Hag had a big box of wire wall on the bench. <laughs> but um, it, it, And Brasso. And Brasso. Yeah. He overcame <laughs> it, though, didn't he? As the game went on, he, look, he looked Dado a bit... Dallo dug him out of a lot of yeah. situations. But, you know, look, he, we said, didn't we, a few weeks ago, his best chance of getting games was an injury. So that, mm. that sadly, from Rand's point of view, is what's happened. So he has to step up. He has no excuses. He has a few weeks now to get game sharp because he's almost certainly going to the World Cup, isn't You've he? got to feel a bit for West Ham as well. They were unlucky yesterday. They should have got something out of the game. They should have got something out of the game at Liverpool. Mm. They missed a penalty. Mm. They got done at Chelsea because of that last-minute disallowed goal. So they've lost three games against good opposition tight, you know, and it's a bit yeah. unfortunate. Yes. They're better than their record suggests. It's as simple mm. as that, Well, uh, we move on then to Crystal Palace. One, uh, Southampton, nil. Oh, the cracker, was it? Well, I mean, they, we were talking last week. One of the, one of the surefire. Well, I don't know if they were listening. I don't know if Ralph Hasenhut was uh, listening last week. But a surefire way to get under Palace's skin is to give Wolf a kicking earlier on. Well, they, which is you know, worked last week really because he was getting wound up, but um, didn't work quite as well um, this week for Southampton. But it's a it's a it's a tactic that a lot of teams use. Get into him. He doesn't like it. He'll lose his head. He won't play as well. He'll spend more time rowing and. Chucking elbows about than he should do, but it didn't work this time from uh, from Southampton's point of view. Maybe it's just because I mean, uh, against better teams, uh, getting him riled up probably uh, on balance has worked, but Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, but Southampton, even if they get him going, they they don't really have anything to attack you with, do they? I no. mean, uh, I hate to be disrespectful, you know, in some ways, but this is a, it's like a ghost of a team, Southampton. Where, what is Southampton? Who are their, who are their threats? What are they trying to do? They're turning up, fulfilling the fixtures, and look, the goal, look, think about the goal. Wilf wins the ball, does his spin, moves on to Tyreek Mitchell, Mitchell gets the cross in, and Odson Edward scores. Those are three pretty decent footballers mm. with mm. the ball, one after another. Southampton haven't got that triumvirate of, of decent footballers. It's so pale, I don't get it at all, what they they've tried to do. It, to be fair, and they gave it a good go, their XG mm. was higher. Not that that means anything. You're a big fan it? of the XG. I love yeah, a bit you, of XG, And the XG yeah. Jacobs, yeah. That's yeah. me. But it was, you know, they they should have got something out of the game, but they didn't, and so well done to Palace, I see. Yeah, he did sing I mean, out the, tr- the strikers, yeah. It's the trouble with XG is that it, it, it doesn't allow for human frailty, a bit like VAR in that way. I mean, Spurs' is XG at Bournemouth was like 17. Mm. <laughs> we get on to that. They, the Spurs should have won 17-2 yeah. and didn't, you know. By the time they got real. going. That's absolutely true. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We mentioned earlier on that Terrell made Mark Burcham coach at, uh, at um, where's he at there? Como. Como, that's right. Um, former QPR and Millwall player, big QPR fan, has a goldfish called John Byrne, or did, sadly, I don't think he's 
any longer with us. Uh, somebody set themselves a bit of a task here. Where's he gone, the Celtic fan? It's Nico. Uh, my puppy's full name is Kyogo Furuhashi, after Celtic's new Japanese sensation. Yeah. I will not shorten it, he says. So he's not going to be shouting Kyogo in the garden. He's going to go the full Kyogo Furuhashi. <laughs> or indeed in the park. Anyway, um, pets, uh, sporting pets were four names. Talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSH and J. Danny Kelly is with us. And uh, we move on to uh, Liverpool 1, Leeds 2. Now, the thing about this game that I want to say is I didn't know the result before I watched our match of the day. I deliberately avoided it, I thought. And I thought when it came up second, I knew Chelsea would be first on match of the day. When it came up second, I thought... Either Leeds have won this game, or, or Liverpool have scored seven. Oh, I found out. <laughs> yes, wow. That's, yeah, you knew it was it was something of of note. Yeah, I mean it's lovely. I mean, they they played Tottenham at the weekend, our club, and uh, it's lovely to know that their whole season is riding on this game. Like they won't be up for it or anything. Well, Marseille have only won one game at home this season as well, so Spurs are bringing their recuperative powers to two struggling <laughs> clubs in the next few days. Spurs fans know, it, of course, it's Dr Tottenham. Mm. I need the good doctor to, to, not, to not attend the workplace over the next few days. I mean, I love the way language languishes behind reality. I mean, that was Liverpool and Leeds. That was your classic coupon buster. Mm. Everyone mm. knows what I mean by that, but nobody's filled out or seen a Paul's coupon for 30 years. <laughs> um, anybody under the age of 50 has never seen one, but knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, look, Leeds are like a, a, like a swarm of bees, aren't they? They're mm. Bielsa Plus now under Jesse Marsh, and that's fine. Most people know how to, you know, you can either um, put, put, put a net up or, or, or spray them with smoke, calm them down. But if you defend, if, if you defend like Liverpool, I mean, Gomez's back pass, everyone will pick on that. But the other goal, where they just stand, I mean, they had loads of players back and stood and watched the Leeds players mm. performing their bits of moves and pirouettes and feints. Terrible, just terrible. But what it also brings home, um, is that Liverpool's first defeat in front of a crowd at Anfield for about five years in a league match? It's something mad like that, isn't it? It is. They usually, they Van, Dijk's, Van Dijk's been there for ages. First defeat in front of a crowd at Anfield in a league match. Unbelievable. Mm. And they usually love a late goal at Anfield as well. Yeah, but not, <laughs> not that one, of no, course. No. I mean, it, it, it's difficult. I mean, Liverpool giving up a lot of chances and... It's interesting, Leeds now have beaten Chelsea and Liverpool, which I think says a lot about those two teams, where they are, as well as the Leeds players. Because I can't see them beating Spurs, City, Arsenal or United. So does this mean Marsh is out of the woods, uh, would you say, Danny? I I guess the fact that the players still appear to be given plenty for him, um, albeit occasionally it looks directionless and a bit... I've already compared them to bees, now I'm moving on to headless chickens. (laughs) Um, So that's probably one too many morphologizations, if you like. Um, But, uh, yeah, I I think think they'll give Marsh a proper go, partially because it's so confused at the bottom of the Premier League. Um, Nobody gets cut adrift because you get a result like this. Um, Nottingham Forest, as we mentioned at the top of the show, may find themselves cut adrift if they don't shape up. But they've gone the opposite route, haven't they, and doubled down on the manager. Um, Mm. I think Marsh will be all right there for now. Mm. Okay, then we move on to uh, Newcastle 4, Aston Villa 0. So we had plenty of work mm. for Unai Emery to do when he comes in. Last week it was all, all could, uh, could um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin get onto mm. the plane for England after his goal? Uh, this week it's all about Callum Wilson, especially as, um, as Gareth Southgate was uh, at the match. Are you, is he on the plane, Danny, in your eyes? 
Well, if we can't nationalise Miguel Almiron, I suppose he's got a better good chance. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, I, look. Let's be truthful about it. If everybody was properly fit, properly match fit, the pecking order to me, and it's just my opinion, seems like Kane, Wilson, and Calvert Lewin. Um, with all due respect to Tammy Abraham, um, but, but Callum was great. I mean, he was tremendous. Um, and when he's really fit, he's a problem for, for any bunch of defenders. The problem is, and I know Andy uh, is particularly stern about this because he runs a very tight show. <laughs> he doesn't allow more than one group of people or person in the barrel at once. There's no double barrel um, allowed. Aston Villa's players. Um, all right, what's happening here now? Oh, yeah, they're going to pick the new manager. We better show up and have a bit of a go. Get, get rid mm. of Gerard. We'll have a go. Play well. They were, I mean, Newcastle, mm. fantastic. Really good balanced team. Aston Villa, again, strolling around in the uh, unseasonably warm weather. Terrible, absolutely terrible. But, you know, yeah, I, answer your question. I would take Callum Wilson if he is fit. I've got to put in a case for Ivan Tony, but there we go. Uh, what, yeah. My takeaway from this game mm. was that uh, Paul Tierney and his <coughs> severe haircut, <coughs> he's one of those players mm. that doesn't actually need a number one. I think he's just trying to impress Howard Webb. <laughs> you think yeah. it is quite it's quite a, quite he a fearsome he, he's got proper hair he's not one of those blokes it's a deliberate decision rather than it's a, a kind of dogs of war Everton oh, midfielder yes. of, the, of the 90s look Very isn't much it so, really yeah. yes 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 but I do think I mean I can't it looks to me as if, I, I mean, I, I, as I said earlier, I think Newcastle will be top four. You know, they, they've got a very, very good chance. And you would think... And the fact know, that they're only playing once a week does give them a huge advantage. With their riches and the fact that they have still got plenty to play with in terms of fin financial fair play, if they, if they feel in January they can get top four, maybe they need one or two other mm. good players to get them uh, over the top, then, then they'll probably spend the money, Danny. They have it to spend. Uh, no doubt about that at all. They, they definitely will. Um, and, you know, it, it, the World Cup will provide um, a, a sort of shop window, to use a cliche, for that possibility. Um, and, we, we, you know, it's been said before, it's not a good time to buy players either January or directly after a World Cup. But if you can inject a bit, a bit more of what they've already got... Uh, into Newcastle's <coughs> team. I never bought the three or four year project. If you've got nobody with that kind of money ever wants to do it in three or four years, you, they'll be accelerating up that league, yeah. Moving on to the next game, and just a general point as we do, I think what we're going to find for the first time ever because of this uh, Winter World Cup is that you're going to see players signed in January off the back of a World Cup. Um, which they which is always mm -hmm. buyer beware because mm. they're like holiday romances, aren't they? You meet someone yeah. in Torremolinos, yeah. you come back, and then it, it you know you think, yeah, I'm, I'm that keen. I'm not sure I was as keen as I was when you know the old son and San Miguel <laughs> and Sangria got to me. Uh, and Ily Dumitrescu are the two words that come to mind. Yeah, when, you, yeah. when you buy a player off of a World Cup as Tottenham did in 1994, and generally across the board they come to your club and then stink the place out. I think we're going to see teams in January saying, oh, he was good in Qatar. Let yeah. bring him in yeah don't let Todd Bowley ever look at the World Cup <laughs> make sure he goes away for a great month. director of football it's normally the summer where clubs do that but this time it could well be it could well be January Danny yeah I, I mean yeah as I, as I was just saying the combination of January transfer window difficult post World Cup transfers difficult we might see some absolute shockers didn't Dumitrescu miss the coach for a Spurs game once 
Um, they were going to an away game, and, I coached, and when they tracked him down, he said that he, 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 he was shopping in Harrods yeah. and yeah. kind of forgot about the football match. It's easy done. <laughs> no, anybody can. It's easy done. It's good that we're not spending too much time on Brentford versus Wolves because I've already wasted 95 minutes of my life on it. <laughs> oh, it wasn't a, a very, stun, very, was it? it was five minutes of excitement game, surrounded yeah. by 85 minutes of absolutely nothing. You watch Stop, a lot of Brentford, start. Andy. What's, what's going on at Brentford at the moment? They're lacking creativity. They really miss Ericsson badly. You would do. Mm. He's such a brilliant player. And uh, it's just, you know, and they, they, they got in front, but, well, Wolves are just terrible. Really. Yeah, Andy, I don't know if you heard this at the top. Uh, Andy, not we won't be getting a Molyneux season ticket anytime soon. He was not massively <laughs> impressed with their, with their style of football, Danny. No. Um, and, and you're right about uh, Ivan Tony, but having not picked him for even 10, played him for 10 seconds in those two recent games. I just uh, assumed he's out of the, uh, mm. the, the reckoning. He didn't play well either on Saturday. To no, be no, fair. Wol- Wol- mm. Wolves have got fantastic midfield players and just no cutting edge at all. Dharma Traore should be providing some of that, but he's the most inconsistent footballer going. Um, hang on, no, I, I support a team that's got Emerson Royal in it. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and about Diego Costa, am I in danger of becoming no fun here when I say I really don't like this thing where players who are prepared to take the thing to the edge of violence because the person they're attacking can't fight back. If you do that in a pub, Hmm. um, you might very well get a right-hander or what my father would describe as a leather injection. Um, but, but you're not allowed. You're not allowed to do it on the football pitch. So I find it a bit cowardly and a bit bullying myself. Mm. I don't find him the great, the great laugh that most people do. I think he's a nuisance. Uh, ben Mee's goal. I mean, I'm lovely sure. Sean, Sean, oh, I mean, both, Sean Dice both trained. Both goals were lovely. Yeah, Sean Dice trained him for years to arrive at the back post and nut one in mm. like yeah. uh, Marcus Rashford. He didn't. He didn't. It's not like, like he learnt nothing from Sean with his incredible strikers finish the other day. Oh, it was great, wasn't it? I'm just trying to think of who else scissors volleys the ball like that. Who yeah. in the modern game? Who, you know, 30 years ago, we'd have been saying Mark Hughes, we'd have been saying Lurgan Klinsman. Who mm. volleys the ball like that? If that's a Ben Mee special. He's he's now repatented and copyrighted yeah. that goal. Well, if we're having knee-jerk reactions to people scoring good goals at the weekend, Gareth, let's have a look at Ben Mee as one of your striking options for the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. You could do back worse, couldn't you? But this, this game in, last... good in the air. He can <laughs> play at the back as well. Good utility <laughs> player. Definitely. This game last year had uh, that was interrupted by a drone. I don't know if you remember. It was a terrible game as well. Oh, yeah. It was so bad on Saturday, we wanted the drone to come yeah. back. <laughs> praying, <Yeah. laughs> praying for a drone. Anyway. A drone interrupting a drone, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Brighton 4, <laughs> Chelsea 1. What? Yes, Brighton 4, <laughs> Chelsea 1. Um, a bit of a shooing uh, all around. Graham Potter, is he the new tinker man, Andy? Or is this is this because of the situation with injuries? No choice. What can he do? trouble is he's picked that back through with Cucurella and it hasn't worked three times he's yeah. had to, you know well, I think it was the fourth time it hasn't worked so he's got, got to stop doing whatever happens and just mm. go 4-4-2 four, four, Raheem Sterling know, not really a wing back no, is he? No you know neither is Pulisic I hope Pulisic misses as many chances in the World Cup as he does for Chelsea absolutely <laughs> but you know look the own, two own goals that you know you could play a hundred matches and you know, Chalabar wouldn't do that. He'd put it out for a corner. Yeah. Loftus Cheek was incredibly unlucky with it. So you get two own goals. You saw later in the game off Gross and a similar thing, but it hit the keeper. Yeah. And it just wasn't Chelsea's them, day and it was, was Brighton's day and they played well. They did. 
And mm. Chelsea at mm. the moment under Potter, though, they do have this thing of trying to play everything out from the back and people set up right on top of them. Yeah. And it's only last week against United where they started to go long a bit. And I just don't understand. Mix it up a bit, yeah. Mix it mm. up, you know, especially mm. now Mendy's could be in goal. Don't bother to play out from the back. Just get him to boot it up and play in their <laughs> half because that's the best way Lump to play. It. it is. If you haven't got the players to do it, that's what you have to do. Danny, what was your take on that game? Um, I, mean, I, I got some sympathy with the view that Chelsea's mm. personnel at the moment is all over the place, but I don't think Graham helped himself. You know, poor Raheem Sterling, run up to a World mm. Cup where he's going to be expected to be a striker mm. playing left wing back nonsense. Cucurella um, and Thiago, one of the you know the, the latter is thirty eight, as Andy was pointing out. Um, and you know, mm. are they covering for his immobility? Because Mark Cucurella is just not a centre back, um, and, and, and you know, so they have all kinds of pegs in inappropriate holes there mm. for the whole game. Um, actually, the scoreline, whatever about the own goals, the scoreline doesn't reflect the play, I didn't think. I, you know, it wasn't that kind of game, was it? Um, but, uh, you know, look, Graham Potter's gone eight games undefeated at the start of his run at Chelsea. Mm. You're, they're, a, they're, a, they're a work in progress, I think Andy would agree. And you're bound to stub your toe somewhere, and this, this was the day. Nice, though, to see that Brighton, which I always think, lovely town, lovely people, lovely ground, lovely team, they, but they did show a bit of teeth, whether it was, you know, kind of false anger about the, the Potter thing. It was good to see them show a bit of teeth, actually, on the day. Yeah, they're playing above themselves. It's, it's that same thing as Ireland in the cricket. You know, they play brilliantly against England and they're useless against Australia. I saw Brighton play against Brentford. They were pretty poor. They weren't great against you at they home. Weren't, they weren't bad against us. They had a few chances. Yeah, they looked a, few, a bit but They, they, were, they looked you know, a bit like that. It wasn't like yeah. that. It wasn't a fevered atmosphere. So, you know, it was one of those one-off things. I think Chelsea just got to... They were move. bound to be up for Look, it. It, the reality is, you know, Chelsea's season will, will be determined after the World Cup. They're, they're not going to beat Arsenal mm. next week. They're probably not going to win at Newcastle either. So they've got two very difficult games. So, but we move on then to uh, Bournemouth. Um, it says it. Hang on, somebody's written here: Bournemouth three, Spurs two. Is this a wind-up? Oh <laughs> Bournemouth, no. Bournemouth. no, no, no! Oh, Never in not, doubt. You must have been worried. Not at another 2-0. late VAR. I, I don't, I'm not taking a VAR at one fifty-five on a Monday afternoon. Poor old Conte will go mad. No, but Tottenham did win. Oh, at two 0 I was uh, the language. Honestly, I'm, I'm wandering yeah. around the. It's Conte out time. My dog was covering honest. her ears. Uh, the language. I mean, I thought <laughs> it was appalling. I mean, they they'd done what they always do. It's the same as it ever was. Go out and just play like dolts for the. But it's interesting to hear from Harry Kane saying, uh, "I don't know if you saw this quote today." He said, um, "Where's he gone? Fitness-wise, we're very strong, which could explain why we often finish games strongly. And mentally, I think when the players are free and we have nothing to lose, we play better. Can't we give teams a two-goal head start? It'd be a lot more entertaining, and we might actually win a few more games in that situation. Or just just set their watches so that it looks like there's 15 minutes to go when they come out on the pitch because." Uh, Look, it's a year today, I think, that Antonio Conte took charge. I've aged about 10 years in that time. <laughs> um, and, and, and that's largely because of the way he sets the team up. I mean, the results, you can't, you can't knock it. The Champions League qualification was great. They're mm. getting two points per game uh, this season, which if they keep that going will get you a Champions League place because Manchester City and Arsenal will mop up all the points. But watching it, Paul, come on, let's be truthful about it. It's painful at times. Yeah, it's I, I, do, I, I do think Spurs have got a problem to finish top four because I think Newcastle mm, so and United I. are probably yeah. playing better. Um, but it's interesting. I thought Jonathan Pierce showed all his experiences. And he just before Cessignon scored, he said, Spurs just can't get going, but you feel there are twists to come in the air. He knew you yeah. could feel it. You did, you did sense it. You fear for as soon as, as soon as Tottenham got one goal, you you, you know you could sense Bournemouth just backed off they and had, they kept backing off and they just played into Tottenham's hands, really. 
Paul, you, you are literally roasting the the ears of your dog with the language. Paul's <laughs> had twi- 19 calls and 20 shots at goal. Yeah. They completely and utterly dominated the game statistically. Mm. But that's not what you could see with your eyes out on the pitch. Yeah. It's uh, it's some kind of, I know it's Halloween, it's some kind of magic with a K, what Conte does. But I can't see it at all myself. But I'm t- thrilled for the team to just come back like that. Yeah. And, uh, and that, might be a, that might be a very... A damaging defeat for Bournemouth sure. because they'd been on a decent run. Now they start to slip up and throwing away leads, very, very bad thing in the Premier League. Any um, league. And it, but, the compact nature of their stadium allowed uh, Emerson Royale, um, because oh, they're all enormous domes, you can never get a ball out the ground, a bad shot. It allowed Emerson no. to put one into the car park. <laughs> well There's very done. few Premier League grounds you can do. But Emerson, oh, Emerson he could probably do that at Wembley, to be <laughs> fair to him. He'd find a way. I thought of... I thought about the bloke at Shrewsbury with his coracle <laughs> rowing out into the middle of the Solent to get the ball back. <laughs> One of the worst shots of all time, somebody yeah. was there told me. Anyway, we move on to Fulham. Fulham nil. Everton nil. They are the entertainers, aren't they? Everton. This, this, may not, this may not take too long. But it was the kind of... One thing I noticed only watching the highlights was the kind mm. of resurgence of William, really, who looked like... Um, you know, he looked he looked quite classy he in that company. Played terrible for Arsenal, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, played very well. Seems to come have back refreshed. Found his mojo a little bit. Mm. Yeah, my note on this, I wrote, bring back Brentford Wolves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was my notes for this game. Mm. Um, at least there were a couple of goals. Look, it was mm. two... I mean, Fulham should have won. William played pretty well. Um, but Everton are... This is their business now, isn't it? Absolutely sticking in games with a grim determination, hoping that... Gordon or Calvert-Lewin will, will convert one of the few chances they make. Um, the Premier League does does so many things so well, but it also has this kind of mad arm wrestle to avoid relegation, which throws up games like this, and um, which both managers will have walked away from thinking, hmm, not bad, point. Yeah. Well, that, mm. we'll keep that up to the end of the season, will be okay. Uh, it's the rest of us who have to suffer through them. And oh, you, Fulham you, will be all right. They're doing really yeah. well. So will Everton, actually. Yeah. And They're you look at players well. that are on form or uh, heading into form at this time, and you'd have to say that about Pickford, who, Pickford. who's keeping busy what and, and looking very what good. Playing very well, yeah. And, uh, and as we said earlier on, Rashford coming into a bit of form at the right yeah, time. that's good news. Um, Finally, then, um, it's uh, Leicester City nil, Manchester City 1. I mean, but for that great save um, by Edison bars. towards the end from yeah. Tienemann's volley, that fantastic shot. He got a bit on. I mean, it could. Mm. It, 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 uh, Brendan's game plan could have worked. Again, it wasn't the most exciting. Well, it wasn't at all exciting, really. Yeah, City, you know, they're just not quite firing City, even, you know, especially without Holland, but even with him, they. they you feel they can play a lot better still winning a load of games. Yeah, but, though, I mean, there was one key absentee from City's point of view. I can't mm. just can't think of his name, but no. yeah, I think he was he was notable by his do you, absence. Do you agree, though, boys? You know this thing where they were talking about the the, the commentator was saying, well, it's much better when it kisses the underside of the bar. It's all the so I think I think to myself, not really. I like it. I'm a bit basketball. I like it be all Straight net. In the net. All net for yeah. me. Do you like it hitting the staunchion? What oh, about staunchion. getting stuck in the staunchion? <laughs> That's like excellent. Clive Allen all those years ago. I, 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 and Trevor I also Brooking. think, Andy, they should, they should have the nets a little bit looser so you get that billowing if a really mm. big shot hits it. Now they're very, very tight. You don't want it um, when it bounces back into play. I don't like that either. But, uh, yeah, no, it was a wonderful free kick. Though. Absolutely brilliant. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. 
Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I've got chapter and verse on that. Mm. The, the, the springboard for uh, pets with four sporting names oh, yeah. um, was um, a, a tweet I saw earlier on from Mark Burcham, former uh, QPR and uh, Millwall midfielder, about the sad loss of his goldfish, John Byrne. But uh, his brother Lee, football manager Lee, has been in touch. And he says, Mark was devastated when it was my go- uh, my goldfish, uh, Terry Fennick, ate John Byrne. <laughs> Dan had to do the full funeral in the back garden, the lot. Uh, apparently, yeah, Mark had John Byrne, I had Terry Fennick. We won them at the fair, came home mm. from school, and John Byrne was floating on top of the water with a little chunk missing from his midriff. Terry Fennick swimming round happily. Was he a piranha or was he a goldfish? He might have been, might have been half piranha. <laughs> I was punching the air in delight. My, oh, come on, Lee. That's a sad story, but there Very we are. Sad. John Byrne and Terry Fennick lived peace, peaceably for years and then suddenly it all went off in their tank. So there we are. We're looking for four pet names mm-hmm. uh, of the stars. Um, talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSHJ. You have to shout the full name. You can't just get away with one. No. What was that one thing when the dog got away from the bloke in Richmond Park? And he Fenton. Fenton. Fenton, right, yeah. Well, he, like was, he wasn't calling him, uh, you know. Wasn't that the first? Of course, calling him Graham Fenton. Was <laughs> he named after Graham Fenton, the former Aston Villa player? <laughs> There's been a poll uh, about the three worst refereeing decisions of all time. Yeah, I'll just go for any decision by Anthony Taylor. <laughs> they went with the hand of God. Didn't they did. They? Yeah. Hand of God was the winner, um, followed by what else was there? Uh, I think Lampard's shot. The one that, yeah, the one that against, against Germany, Germany in 2000. Re, uh, the Thierry Henry handball to deny yeah. Ireland uh, getting through. <clears throat> and uh, there's plenty of those. The, I remember the, the infamous <clears throat> Clive Thomas call he made as Brazil volleyed a ball into the net. That oh, he, yes. He blew it. He, he blew the ball in, in, uh, he blew the whistle in mid-air, didn't he? It was very interesting yesterday. I, was, I saw on the BBC website they were celebrating the Samoan... Uh, Basically, their version of the hacker, the Sivatoa. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm really sick of these things. It's, mm. They're far too long. If you go back into old, you go on YouTube, look up All Blacks Hacker from yeah. 1970. It lasts about 
30 seconds. Yeah. This one was ridiculous. It was on and on. And it's such a competitive advantage. You're moving about, you're beating your chest, you're warming up, you're punching, you're shouting. You're gonna, mm. Your opponents just got to stand there freezing in the goal or whatever. They could do their own goal. thing. Couldn't well, they, they do, could a little, do. do some high kicking like Leeds in the 70s around the outside well, of the I think pitch. it should be outlawed in sport. I get the idea of it, but it shouldn't be. I think if you're going to do it, they should have just done the end bit. Make it 20 seconds maximum, 30 seconds maximum. Not this thing went on for about two minutes. You know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> You're a great fan of tradition in sport. I am, Andy. very much so, yeah. What about if all the Premier League sides came up with a dance <laughs> that they would do before? That would the, be good. Yeah. They all had their own dance. That would be fantastic, wouldn't yeah. it? And then we all had to sort of sit there and watch it for two minutes while they, every team and did the their And the strictly judges have to <laughs> judge it and then you get an extra point if they like yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll put that at the Premier League. Talking of strictly, I'm glad they scuppered that bloke, the strictly super fan who, oh, yeah. who, who took great delight in, it's such a typical thing this, of spoiling everybody's fun but making himself look good by tweeting the mm. result on a Saturday He had a mole, night. didn't he? He had a mole and they found out who the mole was. So, oh, wow. You know, I think he was only able to do it yesterday morning. It still spoils it. You know, I, it, having said that, does that Tony, ruin your weekend? Then, well, it doesn't ruin my weekend, but I don't really want to know. I want to watch. I've watched the whole thing. I want to see what are the results. <laughs> Tony Adams was actually good. Well, I saw, I saw that he was, it, he really danced well. I mean, having said that, he was absolutely terrible. But apparently, there are a hundred thousand Arsenal fans who are being urged to vote for him with three votes each. Well, they're the ones week. in the black t-shirts. They'll sit there voting in their black t-shirts. <laughs> well, the big flag. They're going to do well. You know, he's, he, mm. he, probably, he might even win it if they carry on, Yeah, which would be slightly ridiculous. Lovely to think of the Arsenal Ultras all sitting there, you know, on a Saturday evening, <laughs> repeatedly voting <laughs> I doubt for they're even watching it, but yeah, yeah, you never know. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, this is the story we didn't have time for on Friday, but we've definitely thought we'd oh, have to yes. squeeze that in on Monday because it's bees playing football. And it's incredible for fun, for, yeah. for leisure. Uh, I mean, often you know this. You, you often oh, animals can do things, but there's always some kind of reward at the end mm. of it, isn't there? Like you know, food or whatever. Yeah, a bit of incentive. But they're shunning. They're shunning food to to play football. It's like you know when you're a kid over the park mm. during the summer holidays and you were told to come in for your tea, but you didn't want to. Well, that's. That's the scholarly take I've got on it anyway. Um, let's speak to a researcher at Queen Mary University who's been watching all this unfold, uh, Samadhi Galpayage. Good afternoon, Samadhi. Good afternoon. That's the thing, isn't it? That They they, they would rather not, you know, you, you think, you know, they're going to want to eat, that's why they're doing it, that's the incentive, but they're shunning food to play. Yeah, exactly. So a few years ago, a study was published where bees were trained to roll a ball, so they would roll a ball to a target to get some food so they'd get a little sugar reward a little sugar treat mm. this time what we looked at was whether bees would do this without getting any food without getting any um obvious reward for it and actually they do they roll the balls repeatedly they come back um and we interestingly we found that the younger bees did it more than the older ones a bit like many other animals and children yeah well, it, the older bees, Andy, what are they doing? Playing walking football. They're playing walking football. <laughs> they just play out much. Like, if there's make... a dispute, do they, do they sting each other? Like, you know, a bit of a fight? <laughs> I wouldn't think so. Yeah, well, they might mm, be. I haven't seen that, but I have seen occasionally, well, rarely, that while a bee is rolling a ball, another bee would come along and try to roll the same ball, even though there are like eight other balls just nearby. Oh. And sometimes they would like end up stealing this ball. 
So they're making it a bit more competitive. They're tackling each other. <laughs> yeah, get rid of this the is, other seven balls. This, this could be great. This is a great development. I think if it's if there's a lot of bees with one ball, I think we'd find out a lot, Samadhi, I, I would imagine. So what what made you start to... Was it then the moving on from that previous study where there was an incentive, there was a reward to do it? You just wanted to prove this time that maybe whether they would do it without that incentive? Well, actually, while that experiment was going on, my colleagues noticed that bees sometimes would roll the balls without getting any food, just outside of the experimental area. So what happened was that, um, so the nest was connected to the experimental arena through a plastic tunnel, and sometimes balls were just placed there so bees could familiarize with the object. And sometimes some bees would just roll them for no apparent reason. Um, and so that's where the idea came from, like, uh, is this random? Are they doing this repeatedly? Uh, who is doing this? Which bees do it? Um, and so that's how I developed the new study to look at whether this is something like play, because there doesn't seem to be um, any reason to do it other than the action itself, right, other than the behavior itself. And so we tested the five criteria of play wow. uh, from other animals. Too. Yeah. Do they have a goal? Is there a, I mean, you don't have a goal at each end. I mean, I've seen pictures yeah. of like a little Do pitch. they realize they've scored? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> elaborate celebrations <laughs> that there'll be this could you know as the, as the more research the deeper you get into this we could you know start talking about playing with 3-4-3 three, three, as opposed to three in midfield it could get quite sophisticated yeah so I think my colleague Ollie who did the original study he he's the one that built that uh, football pitch and mm. it had the bees and uh, I think just it looks stunning it does. it does it looks great yeah <laughs> So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's had a lot of uh, a lot of publicity. This because it's bees playing football. I'm I'm not yeah. surprised. You must be pleased that so many people have been reading about your work. Yeah, I mean, I'm just. What well, I think the um, what I find most rewarding is that people find it interesting, and that hopefully it will um, maybe. Um, Give some make people feel more um, empathy towards bees, even if they're small creatures with tiny brains mm. uh, and hopefully it will encourage everyone to respect them and protect them more than ever. I mean, I think people know that bees are important, you know, animals. So. Yes, yeah, sure. but often it's because um, because they're pollinators and we think that, well, without them, maybe we won't get our food and it's a bit more um, maybe selfish, right? It's like, oh, because it's important for humans, whereas when it comes to maybe our pets or bigger, like larger uh, furrier animals, we might actually feel some empathy that they might be suffering or feeling pleasure. Uh, and maybe this empathy, we don't really have as much with insects or other uh, smaller animals. And so maybe something like this, like seeing a bee doing something like play, uh, hopefully can encourage people to have a bit more empathy as well. Excellent. Well, look, keep up the good yeah. work. Thank you very uh, much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Simone. Thanks, Thanks very for much. having me. Samadhi Galpayage there from uh, Queen Mary University doing that study into bees enjoying playing football. <laughs> you know the listeners are dying to. So let's get them started. Hive Tilsley, oh, the producers. Oh, for goodness sake. Nectar Bellerin. Nectar Bellerin. Manuka yeah. Modric. <laughs> referees Graham Pollinator. <laughs> uh, Sky aren't interested in covering it. No, they've left it to BT. Oh, oh Andy. And good night, oh, I'm off. No, I think you are. I think you really you want, you want this? You know what they're like. They're already desperate to do them. But uh, go if you must. Okay. Uh, we are going to ask you to vote for your uh, favourite clip of the month uh, when we return. But it's great. It would, 
I mean, it's brilliant, isn't it? I mean, the different sorts of bees in time as they evolve. You know, mm. Kiefer Moore bee, to have a big one up, <laughs> a big bee up front, and they have all different different systems. Yeah, right. And a kind of pep manager bee. I noticed the other day, though, whatever happened to the, the suited manager? We used to play a game called suit. Well, it's or, hard if you're a bee. It's yeah, difficult to <laughs> it's make. It's very hard to make, made to measure suit from. Forget bees, I'm moving on <laughs> okay, now. Sorry. But it struck me looking at the couple of uh, Corbran at the weekend and also Michael Carrick, both in gilets. They went down the Tim Sherwood gilet route. Mm. And um, because managers these days, they just don't wear suits, do they? I mean, we used to play suit or tracksuit. We'd say, think of a player that goes into management. Would they be a suit manager or a tracksuit manager? And uh, and then you had to open it out to, uh, you know, roll neck jumper, gilets, the the, the real smart casual look, the fairly unsmart casual look that some managers sport. But, yeah, Michael Carrick didn't go down the suit route, went down the gilet route. Whatever happened to suited managers? There's not as many as there used to be. I don't know where that leads us. Um, <laughs> just more news on Mark Bircham's uh, Johnny uh, Johnny Burn the Fish. Um, Simon Stainrod moved in after John Byrne sadly left us, and shame, it, yeah. it was never the same. Says uh, Lee Bircham, it was never the same. This no, is a goldfish, a goldfish, a goldfish <laughs> called uh, Johnny Byrne. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. We're in the final hour of the show, we're off to the states to examine these stories today about Lionel Messi for Inter Miami, mm. also LAFC. Uh, Gareth Bale's team have reached the big final. They're going to play Philadelphia um, later on this week. Yeah, it's going to be interesting if, if Bale does really well against the United States in the World Cup. They, people are a bit annoyed that they gave him you know, the opportunity to get fit. Well, he's not played very much. He was on the bench for the game, the sort of game yesterday that got them through to the, the, the final. So he's not played a great deal of football. So we'll talk to Brian about. But uh, has it been a good arrangement for them? Uh, certainly seems like it's been a good way for Gareth Bale to keep himself ticking over before the tournament. Uh, so, And we'll talk a bit of World Cup because uh, obviously mm. they're, they're in England's group and Wales group and we'll chat more about that with Brian Charetta. Nathan Dorr joins us, DJ and Villa fan. He's written something that he would love the boys at Villa Park to yeah, run out to. So true. With a new manager, new regime, they may, right. they may do that. That's right. And the producer came in the break and said that they managed to get an interview with the uh, manager of the Bees football after the game. He said the lads were buzzing. Oh, Andy, come on. You said you weren't going to do that. You said you, you said the bar was going to be set very high for these. The producer, these. don't blame me. If we were going to do any of these, the bar was going to be I liked it. high. Um, a couple of people, including Barry the Spurs fan and Darren the Derby fan, has gone for two, two for the price of one. They, they've gone the Sting, Ingert, Bjorna B. <laughs> but most of them are pretty, you know, route one, of course. And we're, we're, you know, we're only looking for the good stuff. <laughs> okay. What about the German football expert, Raphael Honey Sting? Oh, that's quite good. Good old Raph. Oh, yes. Uh, Danny good. Hopkins uh, <laughs> for that one. And as we said, we're not taking the basic stuff. Uh, Colony Hendry, I quite liked. <laughs> Not sure. From uh, no, okay, not sure. Right, uh, we may have exhausted those. Um, we've heard from you, um, heard from Jurgen Klopp there. One of the things he said in the press conference, mm. he said, and I know you're sympathised with this, Andy, because um, you've been there. I think we all have, really. Mm. I'm 55. I go a couple of times a night to the toilet. That's why I wake up usually. But in this moment, it's the Leeds goals that woke me up. Uh. But you're not telling me, you think, oh, I've been woken up by the Leeds goals. But when I'm awake, I might as well go anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the other way round. What happens did. is, he, I find with football, you know, it happened to me on uh, 
uh, last night you you wake up and then you start thinking about the game and you start thinking about then you can't get back to sleep yeah that's it that's what happens so there we are it's it, it comes to us all uh, the nighttime visits there we are kids you've got it all to come um, anything else you want to talk about, Andy? Yes, the idea that kids who haven't got prostate problems are listening to this show well, with marvellous news. <laughs> I think there may be a few out there. <laughs> there may be a few out there that can think you can't get through eight hours of kit without having to use the facilities. Uh, uh, What's wrong with your granddad? This, saw, this story about Victoria Beckham and her daughter-in-law, um, Nicola Peltz, is brilliant, yeah. isn't it? The feud, according to a source, I don't know who the source <clears> was, <throat> it's mildly infuriating, apparently. Is it? That's what posh thinks about it oh okay fair and enough. apparently the Peltzers look down on the beckhams i, I don't know why they're not aristocracy or anything <laughs> <are they? laughs> well, this is all rot isn't it andy where's all this stuff coming well from? it's from the papers you know I yeah the papers and i quite like that sort of stuff do you know how the leeds players um celebrated after the what they played on the i, I mean it saturday it, night players it's still have a dressing room boom box well, after yeah. they've had a win after the Liverpool victory it was a victory. great win wasn't it really so you can't blame them I mean it got, couldn't got any worse for the Liverpool players they're sitting in the dressing room at Anfield mm. their heads in their hands and all they can hear from next door is Saturday night by Wigfield apparently I don't know if they were playing it because that's exactly mm. when it was or whether it was just uh, a, a bit of a favourite of the team yeah. But, yeah. it's bad for the home team because you can hear the other team celebrating yeah, going no, man that, you, that, you, that, cannot, that, that cannot can't be, be pleasant, easy really so that's it. Do you want some clips of the uh, month? Oh, yes, please. All right, then. Well, we're going to get the listeners to vote. These are the clips of the month for um, October, and here we go. It's all decided on Twitter at TSHNJ, T-S-H-A-N-D-J. We've got six clips from October, and uh, we're going to play them to you now. We'll have two semi-finals of three, and uh, you vote for your favourite, and we'll bring it to you just before we hand over to uh, Andy Goldstein and Darren Bent. We'll drive, and we begin with Sam Matterface at Leicester versus Forest, and we weren't sure if he was uh, agreeing with Danny Murphy here or commentating. One break away from Forest at 0-0 that it's the post. Could have turned this game on its head. That's the amazing thing about this game we love. Indeed, he. <laughs> still not sure still commentating or just agreeing with Danny I have no idea this was uh, Jamie O'Hara clearly enthralled by this report from our man in the East Midlands Jeff Peters it might just be one result that can turn things around for, for Brendan Rodgers six defeats in a row uh, what's your sort of understanding and feeling amongst talking to other Leicester fans <laughs> not keeping you up are we Jay yeah. um, I think that was the early show with Gabby it's not like it was about one in the morning he's got no excuses um, this is newsreader Tom Clayton now with his tribute to Morecambe and Wise the 18-15 win means Wales go second in their group behind New Zealand and Ars- <coughs> excuse me <coughs> Arsenal My favourite. Back to Sam Matterface, who was alongside Adrian Durham at Old Trafford and had clearly enjoyed his pre-match meal. But it's Spurs who have been snookered so far. They can't even deal with the Reds. Cure Spurs winner. Manchester United nil, Tottenham nil. Well, they need pots a few, Man United. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) Why not, Master? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Years when we did Fantasy World Cup uh, Mm. years ago, Andy, there was some old um, footage of Brian Moore, off-air footage of Brian Moore during a World Cup commentary, wasn't it? And he did a massive burp, the late, great Brian Moore. And he went, went, oh, why not, Master? (laughs) It's a bit like Moore 
Cricket, more TV. <laughs> and we've it, never yeah. quite worked. I mean, it's better than that, isn't yeah. it? Because it was very much Brian's very own. Mm, yeah. But uh, there we are. Uh, so, um, what do you do with the clips of the month? Uh, over to uh, West Ham versus Bournemouth. And we're always really impressed with how emotionally involved Clive Tildesley gets when he commentates. And West Ham United have a throw in about uh, 10, 12 metres from their corner flag on the right hand side. Johnson takes it. <coughs> Beg your pardon. Just do some talking, Donny. No problem. <laughs> it's like that time he rang up Quinny, wasn't yeah. it? So many calls. So many commentaries. <laughs> and finally, yeah. this was a caller to the sports bar after that game. 03717 First, go speak to Chris, who is a Bournemouth fan. Chris, you're the first caller on the sports bar this week. How does that make you feel? Not good. Nice. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Anyway, so was it uh, Sam Matterface commentating or just chatting to Danny with Indeedy? Was it uh, Jamie O'Hara yawning at Jeff Peters? Was it Tom Clayton's tribute to Morecambe and Wise? Arsenal. Um, Sam Matterface uh, burping. Was it um, Clive Tilsley getting very emotional at West Ham Bournemouth? Or was it uh, that corner at the sports bar not massively impressed to be on? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We can bring you the winner of the uh, clips of the month for October. It's a good one. Heck of a final. Clive Tilsley versus newsreader Tom Clayton, but it was with 52%, 52.48. A familiar score. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Hopefully without the jeopardy. Uh, here it is then. Tom Clayton's tribute to Morecambe and Wise. The 18-15 win means Wales go second in their group behind New Zealand. And Ars- <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> Arsenal... No. <laughs> <laughs> There's one for the kids. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. I'll do it again tomorrow with Charlie. Andy will be back on Wednesday. Do hope you can join us for one. If not, podcast available around four. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.